We welcome into the program Jeff Tarpley from Gigum 247 Sports. Jeff, let's begin with, with basketball. Uh, as the Gary Blair career comes to an end, A&M has decided that they're going to rename the floor after Gary Blair. Uh, just how appropriate is that, uh, in your opinion? Well, he delivered A&M a national championship in women's basketball. And again, having been a longtime follower of A&M dating back to the 70s, you you really have no idea what he meant to the program. Not only did he win a national championship, but he was a guy that galvanized the local community to come out and support him and the Lady Aggies. He he got attendance to the point to where – a&M was, was not just winning, they were, were hosting parts of the NCAA tournament because they knew they could count on people to show up to the games, not just the ones that the Lady Aggies were playing in. But Blair was very, he's a very popular figure around College Station. He, he's a great guy. He's very folksy. Ever, he relates to everybody very, very well. All the qualities that made him a, a great recruiter and someone who could relate to his players as a coach, he could also did that for the community as well. And as a result, this is a guy who everybody's really, really going to – they're not going to miss him physically because he will remain around College Station. But nonetheless, they're certainly going to miss him as the head of the program in which he's someone who could go out and make everybody feel like that they should be a part of it because it was something special. For Jimbo Fisher with the recruiting class that he had this this season, and that was part of the process of bringing Jimbo because the the ability that he has to recruit and this track record in that. But at one point, does it become, okay, that's cute, but now show us an opportunity to play for a national championship? That's coming. Uh, I, I think it's undeniable. For example, A&M uh, is already ranked a number of, uh, in the top five and a number of way too early top fives going into 2022. Unlike a lot of programs, they didn't suffer a lot of major losses. You look at the NCAA transfer portal, and while they did have got some guys leave, including Zach Calzada, who started most of the season last year quarterback, this is a team that really didn't suffer any major losses. Uh, in fact, they're, I would say that Matt Breen and Max Johnson, who's a relatively proven commodity at LSU, is more of a game from a net standpoint than, than anybody they lost. You throw in the fact that people who tend to follow college football as closely as we all do, they they understand the, the impact that a this kind of class could have it's they're going to have people come in and contribute right away even if they don't start but that class is also the pro you know that class is also coming behind other top 10 caliber classes so a&m's already stockpiled talent they've just got to get it some seasoning and while they're rebuilding in some areas they're going to have experience coming back in others which should enable them to make a run in 2022. You might say 2023 is more of the year because that's when they'll have, they'll probably have more experience back then. That some of the guys they've lost have, have been very, very key contributors. Uh, for example, Kenyon Green, DeMarvin Leal Green's slated as a number one draft pick on a lot of mock drafts. But from that standpoint, this is a program who, yeah, they're going to start winning football games because they put it everything together. And then 
you're going you're you're going to see where instead of having a lot of losses in one year, they're going to really be able to replace those losses much more easily than they have been in the past. How much of an impact truly was the NIL opportunities with this class? I know a lot of people are looking at it like A&M went out and bought their 2022 recruiting class. What is the realization when it comes to NIL and A&M going hand-in-hand together? Remember that it's not supposed to be a, a recruiting tool per se. And I think from the standpoint of the student athletes that came to A&M, there was much more to it than that. Uh, you know, A&M may have been ahead of the curve in getting, you know, presenting packages uh, to players in particular so that you know, players currently on the roster and, and, and people were able to see that. But I think more than anything else, you got to remember, Jim, Jimbo Fisher is a, is a charismatic guy. He, re- he walks in the room. He can relate to anyone in that room. So you can imagine how that carries over when he is recruiting football players and their families and their high school coaches that these guys should come to a and So you've got that working for you. He's put together a great, great recruiting cl- uh, staff. And one of the things that he's been really flexible about is he doesn't just get them to come in and go, okay, this is your section of Texas. He says, okay, you had experience up in the Northeast, Elijah Robinson. We're going to start hammering that area hard. And so they do so. And they get a lot of returns out of different geographical areas. Uh, James Coley, who is the tight ends coach, he's got a lot of experience recruiting South Florida. A&M's made inroads there. So as a result, He's not just a guy that is personable. He's also someone who tactically is very, very smart and understands the strengths of the people that he's sending out to do your job. Then when you throw in A&M's facilities, uh, which are probably second to none, I know they're consistently ranked among the best in the country. Also a very, very underrated aspect of that recruit, this recruiting class was most of them were either there at Kyle Field and not A&M, beat Alabama, or they were watching it. So the impact on them was enormous. And they saw what A&M could become, even if, if that wasn't possible last year due to all of the, the injuries that A&M suffered. Uh, it, it's, people understand, you've got to win your home games. If you get kids there in person, if they take the trouble, drive to college station, fly to college station, and show up. Uh, for your home games, you've absolutely got to be able to win those games. A&M's one of the things that hampered A&M's recruiting for so many years was the fact they would get those guys and they would have a big home game and they would lose. And since Fisher arrived, they, they played Clemson. You know, they played national championship winner Clemson close in 2018. Uh, they beat LSU in the seven overtime game in 2018. Uh, 2020, they beat a top five Florida team. Last year, they beat a top ranked Alabama team. So, you you put all that together in, in total, and that is why A&M recruits well. It has a lot less to do with with everything else than just the fact that you've got a head coach that can recruit, you've got a staff that recruit, you've got a program that's built to recruit, and a program that wins the games that it needs to in order to generate those high-end classes that you've been seeing in College Station. 
Final thought for you here. Uh, college baseball, I, I realize it's a small sample size, but under Jim Schlossnagel, do you see a difference in this 2022 Aggie team as opposed to, to, to years past? I think the big thing is is that people understand there's a lot that there's a level of confidence there with Schlossnagel. He has co- he has co- you know, he coached at TCU, but he coached them to in some it's a very very big games. He's coached them to championships, and he has a plan. He understands what it takes to be successful at this level. And so early on, I think the big thing is is that everybody's looking at what they see and they really, really like it. And so, you know, we don't always know you don't always know what your first season's going to be like when you when you bring in a new guy and they have to kind of change, you know, they have all the changes that they implement because of the way they like to do things. But Schlossnagel's track record is good. His history of what he's wanted to do meshes with having a winning program. And so I think so far what everybody's seeing is like, hey, look, this guy is eventually going to get us where they where we want to go. And people don't realize this baseball is very, very big at A and M. they they support it very, very well. You know, the weather's pretty good down there uh in, in early March, unlike a lot of places, so you get a big turnout for those games. And at, it, a lot of people enjoy going to the games that, that live in the community. So as a result, everybody's really, really excited about not just what Schlossnagel can do this season, but in particular what he can do in future years. Jeff, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We do appreciate your time. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, guys.